0: Welcome to the Ask Brian podcast radio show, where you'll hear from some of the most successful founders and CEOs of businesses and startups sharing their best advice for success and even some stories on how their mistakes actually make them even more successful. Now, here are your hosts, Brian and Tracy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Listen to KHES
1: 1220 and 98.1 FM. Yes, Brian, radio show. Well, today's an interesting day because it's a sad day, too. We're going to be losing somebody. Patrick, he was the engineer. He was also <laughs> in charge of the E's. That is true. And he's going to be... Got- and
2: now he's exiting.
1: That is... Very he's going true. on to Greener Pastures. I didn't even know he was a cow, but okay. Now... Easy, easy, easy there. Easy's with the E too. See, he's the E-man. Easy exit. I mean, you know, the E-man. The E-Man, exactly.
2: I'm revolting. I find this to be revolting, and I'm revolting. I can't handle this. I'm sad.
1: Well, we're very glad, Tracy, that you're going to be paying $200,000 a year to keep him around for this show. We really appreciate that, and just send
0: your <laughs> I'm check. I'm not
2: that
1: sad. You know, I haven't even gotten that check, so where's the money on that? <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. Well, that's because we're paying it in rupees. Rupees? What that is- is led- that's just legendary. Yeah, a that's something? Indian currency oh, it- from India. It's also video
0: game currency, too.
1: Really? Yeah. Well, in the old days, it would have been Lyra before they had the European Union, because in Lyra, you know, could spend $900,000 for a taxi cab ride down the street. Lyrics? Like music? Oh,
2: Patty, no, I hear L- rabbit hole coming. L-I-R. Rabbit yeah. hole coming.
1: Well, we got to have a special long one today, because you know how often is it going to be his last day? I mean, it's um, last day to mean last. I don't <laughs> think you could have continuous last days. I don't think he's coming back as a guest. <laughs> and it's going to take a, quite a while for us to replace you. So we oh. do want to have, you know, wish you good luck, even though we're supposed to be pessimistic. We'll fill the glass half full for you today. <laughs>
0: Instead of half empty, I love it.
1: I didn't say half empty, it could be half empty. Uh, <laughs> and it's going to be half full, but half full with uh, whiskey. I'll drink to that. Well, exactly. And, you know, and no pun intended on the fact that you're Irish and that Brian is from O'Brien, the S. Brian show, B-R-I-E-N. And I know that Patrick loves the E and he loves the fact that his name is not O'Brien, but it's I keep not. on busting his chops on it, just like I will the new person. I knew a
0: Patrick O'Brien. The new He's
1: person has to start realizing that, you know, his ancestors had a connection to O'Brien. Now, what is that tapping? Someone's typing. Is that our guest, Mr. Olsen? I've been Wow. Okay. It sounds like you're into Windows, so I don't know what that is.
3: Work never ends for us bankers.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I won't say that, but before we get into the show, we want Patrick to explain to us why Brian is spelled with an E. Why isn't it not spelled B-R-I-A-N or B-R-Y-A-N? And we have a new person, Matt, say hello. 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 All right. <laughs> It was a double hello. Yeah, well, he's echoing because he knows how hard so was, it is. That was two different he, people. He has anxiety and he's oh. got so much complexity with trying to figure out how I'm going to do it. So he got all nervous <laughs> when we asked him. Are you there, Matt? <laughs> I'm oh here.
2: Matt, what is happening with all the names?
0: Oh, we have two. <laughs> oh, there's two, two Mats here. Exactly. We have Engineer Matt. No, we have two Engineer Mats. Wait, but two. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm getting lost. We have khts yes, engineer matt and then we have guest engineer Rock. there we are
3: all right former engineer
1: former engineer, former engineer. right he went on to Green pastures too just like our current
0: patrick <laughs> if i uh, might just offer a solution to this <laughs> matt debacle you can refer to me as frida that's my last name that might smooth the right. here. A bit. smooth as right. silk i like all it all right
1: so we have matt and frida we also have a matt frida <laughs> <laughs> we had order Yes, but we have chaos. Mishagosh is a Jewish term. So, let's go, Patrick. Anyway. Some people want to know, besides, (laughs) you know, me, why is (laughs) Asprian's with you? you? Because I'm probably the only one who cares. (laughs) Well, the E's
0: happen to be kind of make up the theme of the aspirine show. One of the most important ones is uh, the engineer on the show, which happens to be right now, Engineer Frida. And Engineer Emily, we call her double E. Double (laughs) E? That sounds like a size. Double E, because Emily... Are you engineer. making fun of her size? We literally Are said
1: you making fun of her size, double E? What? No, not her.
2: Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so <laughs> inappropriate. My
0: God, Peter.
2: <laughs> Lord.
0: Lord. you literally, to know. You literally called her double E. She's like, oh, Engineer Emily, double E. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good nickname. It's a size. I'm an attorney.
2: Okay. He should know better. Not help. on
0: the show. Tr-
1: Tracy, help. I'm not an attorney on the show. Help, SOS.
2: I mean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Why? No, did recover
2: from that. <laughs>
1: i are trying to find out what the E's are. You know, Patrick has been doing this for enough time. I would think that he would know them all, plus the calculation that he's going to have a very difficult time on. But Emily will help him yeah, out I'm not as, doing the, I'm as doing, usual. Yeah, I'm not
0: doing the math for that
1: again. Emily will help you out. Don't worry. <laughs> You're
2: not helping. I like, I don't have to do the math anymore, and I'm not going <laughs> to.
1: We'll have to have to do it. We'll oh, test out his math skills. Go ahead. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's giving the no.
0: You don't have to, Frida. You don't have to. As far as
1: that, there's uh, experts appear on The Aspirin Show. Are you an expert? Apparently now. I yeah. don't know if this over calculation, but we do have a show to do, so we do need to go over some of these
0: in a quicker manner. Right. Experience is another one because we are very experienced in our field.
1: Okay. And what does that mean? Something with math. <laughs> and is Emily going to help out or not? Emily's not going to help out. All right. We got to
2: talk. Emily's not ever speaking to you again.
1: <laughs> you better just get used to it. Well, that would be actually. I wonder uh, why. That would be mm-hmm. a compliment. Great. All right. She can be like Harper from the Marx Brothers. Never ever spoke after he didn't complain about a fire, didn't yell fire in a theater, so he refused to speak. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's called a tidbit. I have no idea. I'll explain what? it to you later.
2: I mean, everything. I feel like I'm in an alternate universe right now. I, I seriously, I feel
0: like I'm in a dream
1: right now, like surreal.
2: No, I think that would be a nightmare, whatever. That's well,
0: true.
1: It would true. only be in another world if you were abducted. So anyway. By right? alien. <laughs> exactly, and we're not an alien
2: show. Actually, <laughs> we really shouldn't say extraterrestrial.
1: <laughs> Extraterrestrial—that starts with an E. The there we go. All right. Well, we do got to get a little That's quicker going
0: on uh, here. So. Enthusiasm is one. And what's your favorite one?
1: Excitement.
0: I'm sorry. What? You want me to repeat? No. <laughs> no. I'm not even. I'm not even. No. No.
1: You ever have a, your Sam Kinison? The screamer?
0: Heard him once.
1: And yeah, well, you heard him again. All right, so. Never again. What are the other reasons why we have an E? I'm
0: trying to think. I'm actually. How about to... the most important one? Oh, education. Thank you. Because we were educated All
1: right. People.
2: Have you ever heard the term quiet quitting? Teddy has quietly quit this role. On this he's just like, I don't do this anymore. I'm exiting.
1: Well, that's because, you know, he's got. Exiting's an E. Exiting is an
2: cool. Yes, it is. It's the one I added today just for you. Dang it.
1: Dang, it does not have an E in it, but
0: go ahead. It doesn't have an E in it. Oh, Tracy, let's go with your favorite one.
2: My favorite one is in memory of Olivia and John from Grease Lightning. R.I.P. Because we are electrifying. Grease not Grease lightning.
1: lightning? That is Grease Lightning. It's Grease Lightning electrifying, I thought. He going. Anywhere, <laughs> I want Frida to do one, so oh, I'm going to write it down for him. You know, get with the program. Be
0: nice to him. That's My so goodness. That,
1: that's about as soon as I can go.
0: That's needy with a couple extra E's in that. You
1: know, we're both New Yorkers, so that's why we understand that. So this is a word, one of the E's, and he's going to tell us what it is and what it means. Well,
0: I'm going to try to read this chicken scratch. <laughs> it looks like it says empathy. Oh, that Well, be... that
1: wasn't empathetic when you told me about chicken scratch. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> right? Not too empathetic, I guess. No. Obviously not. Hi, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry does guess. not begin with an E, but there is the letter E in it.
1: Yeah, she does have an E in it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was an interesting one. I that thought maybe she'd come eye. in and scream for us, but I guess not. Any other E's? I'm actually on the spot right now.
0: I'm like zoning out. What am I missing? Experience, empathy, rated E for everyone, EA Sports.
1: Well, <laughs> we had one that we added on, which is what our show is for, entrepreneurs.
0: Oh, that one. So that one came in late. Come on. That one came in. Well, late.
1: yes, but you have been around long enough that you should know them all, but we do have to get it's an in. emotional day today. So while we really did want to have you on for the full show today, we do have a great, great guest and we want to get into his background and how he can help out people. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you. You know, well, when you got a free Thursday, you want to come by and do a couple of ease. Let us know. We won't <laughs> do anything for you, but you know, it's nice to know the thought. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, thank you so much. Thank you very
0: much. Patty, I'm
2: gonna miss you. I don't know how I'm gonna survive the show without you. I just wanna say I just I'm gonna miss you.
0: I'm gonna miss <laughs> you too, Trace.
1: He'll call in every once in a while.
2: <laughs> we'll never hear from him again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Remember, Tracy, money talks.
2: <laughs> this is it.
0: Still haven't seen
1: that money, so
2: mm-hmm. we don't have any money. He's never <laughs> going to talk to us this close. Well. He's never even going to think of it again. Don't
1: never. worry, Tracy said the broadcasting start bringing in lots of money, and then she'll be able to pay Patrick separately.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I've a never contract. i <laughs> never said that.
2: It's been great, Patty. I know how this
0: works. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. I'm gonna yes. miss you, Tracy. Miss you.
1: Thanks a lot. We really, really appreciate
0: it. Best of luck. And no,
2: we love you. We do. We love you. We'll Thank you. Let you. Thank you. Well,
1: some of us will anyway. That's a nice point. Ouch. <laughs> All right. So, without any further ado.
0: A-D-I-E-U. And why don't I like that word? Because every <laughs> single letter minus the D is a vowel.
1: Thank you. And now our guest is like, what did I get into? Even when I was doing K-Rock, I never heard of this. <laughs> and how did I get into this show? But anyway... Thanks again, Patrick. Of course. Best of luck for you. Thank you, Mr. Frida. And we're going to go live for the show. Mr. Olson, Mr. K-Rock. there. Yep, All right. So my understanding is you have transitioned over the last, I don't know how long, period, but you are in the banking business. So how can you help our listeners in banking? Give us some examples. Do you help small business owners?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Small business is a big part of what we do. Torrey Pines is a commercial bank. So unlike a lot of banks that you see, like the big banks like Wells and B of A and all the Chase and all the big ones, we're a commercial bank. So we're not a retail bank. So we don't have branches on every corner and in supermarkets and places like that. So we work with all kinds of businesses, small businesses, large businesses, institutional investors, you name it. But small business is a big part of what we do. So we have specialized programs for small businesses, both lending and depository programs.
1: So what about for a startup? So let's say I started up a new business and, you know, I have some money, maybe I have a 25000 $30,000, not a lot. I'm just starting out new business and it's online. Are there any programs for somebody like that? Or do I have to have more revenue, more money before I can start getting loans?
3: we have businesses that would <laughs> adapt that $2500 as opposed to $25000 so i told you it really not to runs them- the gamut as far as you know companies we have a lot of entrepreneurs that are launching businesses that you know are bootstrapping it with funds from friends and family so it really depends in terms of what the needs are but we have small business checking programs for small businesses that are doing a lot of transactional volume and maybe they're all online and that's where all their business comes from is through like a shopping cart type of arrangement. So certainly businesses like that. We also have a business and consumer lending group within the bank that will lend money up to about $500,000 for small businesses. Now, startups are a little bit trickier for them because their programs require two years of operating history in order to qualify for a loan somewhere between 10000 and 500000 but then in addition to that, we also are preferred lender with the Small Business Administration or SBA lending program, which is the government lending program guaranteed by the government.
1: So I did want to ask, go a little direct, little different direction. So, you know, a lot of people are using Stripe and Square, and I think they pay three to three and a half percent for credit cards to be able to accept credit cards. I don't know if people are aware of this. You obviously are. But when somebody uses a credit card, the businesses charge anywhere from one and a half to three and a half percent. And there are companies out there such as Square and Stripe Online that easily will accept credit card payments, but they do take three to three and a half percent typically of that. So does your bank offer merchant processing?
3: So we do. Actually, we use a large national merchant processing company that works with hundreds of banks. And so they handle the merchant processing for clients. And for any merchant processor, big or small, it basically doesn't matter to them where you're banking. You just have to tell them where to send the money that they're processing for you through your products or services. So basically, you any bank can receive money from a merchant processing company. You just have to tell them what bank, so the routing number, and then the account number at the bank that you're at.
1: And can you beat the rates at Square and Stripe or...
3: So typically, they'll be very competitive on the rates because they're a large national firm. They can kind of sharpen their pencils when they want to. So it certainly is something that they'll attempt to do. The challenge on the merchant processing is typically those payment prices for the charging, what they call gateway fees and some of the other fees that are involved when you use credit card and process online is really set up by the large like Visa and MasterCard they really dictate a lot of the costs that are involved in transacting and using cards on their, what are called their payment rails. So they somewhat set the pricing in in a lot of cases.
1: Interesting. And now on your lending programs, okay, for a startup, if you do not have the two years of operations, because you're in that category of zero to 24 months, do you author loan programs for those people?
3: So the SBA 7A lending program will work with startups. The government program will allow you to lend based on projections. So you can be a startup and say, this is how much we expect to make next year. And so you can, banks that are SBA lenders can craft a loan based on projections, which is unusual for most lending types of arrangements. Typically, like with our small business group, you got to have a couple of years of history. So that way you can see kind of, you know, what the business is doing. In the case of the SBA 7A program, you can base it on projections.
1: So not everyone's familiar with the SBA program. My knowledge is limited as well, that basically the Small Business Administration will guarantee the loan, but they have very, very strict requirements to do that. So go over that a little bit and also specifically the 7A program and how somebody could get
3: involved in that. Sure. So the 7a program is for businesses and it's based on, you know, a loan amount up to $5 million is the ceiling of the loan program with the SBA 7a program. It's different from the other SBA program which is the 504 lending program which is for real estate. So if you're going to buy a building and operate your business, that loan, that 504 program loan allows you to basically put 10% down. And then finance 90%. And then, well, the requirement of that is you have to occupy 51% of the building. You know, it's based on square footage. So, as long as you're occupying over 50% of the building, then typically you can qualify for the 504 loan program. The 7 program is really more focused on businesses. And so that can be inventory, it can be working capital, it can be for a lot of different things. And like I said before, in the case of that one, it's based on projection income. So you can build a loan based around what you expect to make from operating the company. The government guarantees generally 75% of the loans in the SBA program. So the banks do have a portion of the risk that they take, but it's only generally around 25%. So it's very palatable to the banks because they're not taking on all the risks. They're taking on a quarter of the risk. And the government is shouldering the rest of the burden if the business fails and can't pay the loan.
1: So the 501, is that just for real estate?
3: 504. Yeah, that's the real estate. That's basically an owner-occupied real estate finance program.
1: And about the SBA program, the 7A program. Now, the 7A program specifically goes for working capital. And at that point, you do not have the two-year requirement. Is that the only SBA program like that?
3: The SBA program is really, the 7 program is really designed for newer businesses. The program that I was talking about is through our business and consumer lending group. It's a specialized program. It's our program, so it's not a government backed or any other type of program. The nice thing about our internal program is they have a streamlined loan program for up to $100,000, and it's really very simplistic. It requires two years of operating history and then Basically, they look at a FICO score of the borrower and the business credit score of the business. And so that's the primary reason they need the two years is because they need to be able to use the credit scoring system that's available to try to figure out is it's a credit worthy business. So that program, you can loan up to $100,000 and there's no financials required. It's very, very basic. And it works really well for small businesses again, but you have to have the two-year operating history. So what would happen if you're in year one? It's not enough time for, to qualify for that loan program, and that includes the program, the non-streamlined program with our internal group that goes from 100000 to 500000 That You do you need financials for that tax returns to be able to utilize that program from the 100000 to the 500000
1: Is there any auditing requirement for that or no?
3: No, it can be internal financials. It could be your QuickBook financials. But we do want to see tax returns as well to back up the financials on that 100000 to 500000
2: Okay. Tracy? Well, we just going to say, like, what if you're someone, you know, entrepreneurs or visionaries, they change their minds. They pivot a lot in terms of their strategies. So what if you had been an established business owner under one business and that you are operating a DBA out of, for example – and then that DBA takes on a life of its own, it's successful, so you pull it out from under that and it becomes its own, but is that considered just like a whole new company at that point without taking into consideration maybe a long history prior to that?
3: Not typically, no, because the DBA is filed on whatever the other company was that initiated the doing business ad, so typically you're looking on a DBA, you're looking at who that company rolls up to or the main company that's been incorporated or is an LLC and is registered. So if they split that company off into a separate entity, yeah, then you'd probably look at maybe restructuring the loan for that new company if it's a spinoff.
2: Right, yeah. I was just thinking like that if they hadn't worked seeking financial loans, until after that they branched off, would you be considering the history prior to that with the new LLC? Yes,
3: yeah, if they have the same ownership, especially, yeah, you'd say, okay, there's this new business that came out of the old business, but the old business has been around for two or more years, and it's the same people running it that are running the new one, then yeah, you would be able to incorporate that history.
2: Great, I'll just talk to you after. No, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> What if you switch from a furniture store to an online digital clock company?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just think this leads to our bigger picture question, which is, you know, it's very difficult. I think, you know, our country is based on entrepreneurship and building out your dream. And then at the same time, you want, as an entrepreneur, you want to lower your taxable income because that's one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur. Talk us through the challenges that entrepreneurs are facing right now, whether it's getting a personal mortgage, whether it's getting business financing, just like borrowing money if you're an entrepreneur is not always an easy path.
3: Oh, absolutely not. No, it's very, very, it's very much of a catch-22 situation. You need money for growth, but you can't get money unless you have operating history or you have strong financials or you have all of these things that generally – entrepreneurs and startup businesses don't have. So it can be very challenging. Fortunately, there's options where there are microloan programs for a lot of businesses now, either state or city type microloans or even private microloan programs. So that's an option. There's certainly the equity route where, you know, with angel investors or, you know, startup kind of incubators where they will basically work with companies to kind of launch them, maybe give them some initial funding. There are a couple of different programs. There's a program over in Santa Monica called expert dojo where they take startups and basically give them like $50,000 to kind of get going. And then they take a piece of the, the company if it's successful. So that's how they kind of hedge, you know, their investment in that sense, but Entrepreneurs, they're a very, very sturdy bunch. They take on a lot of risk initially. Usually they fund their companies with their own money, credit cards, friends and family type investing, and then hopefully they get to a point where they can interest you know, an angel investor or in some cases, maybe private equity. The challenge in that environment is you're giving up a portion of the company or all of the company in some cases, potentially, to get the funding that you need to grow the company. But in some cases, that's the only way that startups and entrepreneurs can get money to grow because the banks, it's very challenging for a bank to lend money to a new entity. There's no history, which is what banks tend to want to think about or look at when they come to making the decision on making a loan to an individual or a company. So it's a very challenging environment for entrepreneurs. And my goal is to try to help them any way I can. And in some cases, it's just at least getting them a bank account So they have some kind of established relationship with a bank, and then we can look at them trying to do loans for them after they have a period of time where they're operating with us.
2: And you mentioned the micro fund companies. As a business owner myself, I get a lot of solicitations, if you will. I'm not exactly sure how to even discern whether they're spam or not spam. And you're pre-qualified for this. Your Dunberry score is this. You have leftover PPA money, this. And it's really hard because you think, you know, how do you tell? Are those just all spam? Are they all scams? I feel like I'm old school. I'd rather have a relationship with my bank, like a person like you, who you can pick up the phone and talk to. But that just doesn't seem practical anymore. And how do you know who's for real and who's trying to get the you know, scam your information?
3: The answer is it's very difficult. I mean, there's certainly avenues that you can employ. Number one, the Better Business Bureau is always a great place to check to see if there's a reputation on the, you know, especially a private lender or a third party that's offering you a credit card or something like that. Certainly that's one route. And then certainly looking to see if the company's established, you know, is it registered in Delaware? Usually you can look at state websites to look up businesses on a business portal to see if they're registered or not. And that's one of the first ways to check and see is, Do they have registration somewhere or certainly a web search? You know, I mean, the web is an incredible tool to look and find good things and bad things about companies and individuals. So certainly, you know, do some due diligence on your part, especially if it's going to involve you sharing any kind of personal information or even business information with a third party. Banks want relationship and certainly we are very, very much a relationship bank. And so the challenge for the big banks is you're a very small fish in a very large ocean with the Wells's and the Chase's and the big national or international banks. So that's one area where we can play against the big banks because we're smaller and so us we're more personalized and we generally work with our clients and reach out to our clients and we have their emails and phone calls. So that's a big start in terms of differentiating yourself from a lot of the other banks that are out there.
2: And what we were talking about was relationships with banks versus the digital landscape and how important that is whenever it's possible. But how is it even possible anymore? The industry has changed so much.
3: Yeah, that's very true. However, one of the, I guess, positive outcomes of COVID was that banks had to learn how to open accounts and deal with people that couldn't, you know, come in and sign things like they used to do back in, you know, a few years ago. So a lot of the documentation now that's done is done online. So now a lot of banks, especially a bank like ours, it's not a retail bank with branches per se is working lots of clients that have online only businesses. So it's much less of an issue these days. And that was largely because of a response to being able to transact with COVID being an issue everywhere. So it's not really an impediment now. A lot of the companies that we work with and banks in general work with, they don't handle cash. All of their payments are electronic or maybe a few paper checks, but majority of transactions now are electronic, either electronic payments or merchant processing. They're taking, you know, cards over their website through shopping carts.
2: So how important is what they call the stickiness factor with a client, with a business owner? Because I know one of the things that you were saying earlier was that you wanted them to at least get started with a bank account. So is that usually the relationship area of entry, if you will? If businesses will come to you and they'll activate either a business checking and or savings account, and then you'll be able to build a relationship with them from there?
3: Yes, very much so. The deposit account, the bank account, really kind of starts things off, and that once you have that piece built, then you can build on a lot of other things, especially, cash management products and services like online wires, online payments to the automated clearinghouse or ACH payments. And the more that those products and services get added, and then the more that you can offer loan opportunities, then yeah, like you said, the stickier the client gets. And banks all want that. They want to offer as many services as they can because the more services that you have, the less likely it you're going to be able to pull away and go somewhere else.
1: Tracy was going to ask Matt some information we can have for our viewers, listeners.
2: Well, Matt, you know, we've been talking a lot about relationships and building relationships, and I was asking you what areas of geography of businesses do you work with, but, you know, if someone's listening and they love what you're saying and they want to see if you can help them out, what is the best way for someone to get in touch with you to continue the conversation?
3: Sure. My email address is my first initial, last name, M. Olsen, O-L-S-E-N, at Torrey Pines Bank, that's T-O-R-R-E-Y, Pines, P-I-N-E-S, bank.com. Or you can reach me on my direct line, 310 area code, 623-8908, anytime. I usually roll my office line to my cell phone after hours, so if it goes to me later than 9 to 5 Monday through Friday banking hours, I'll pick it up off my cell.
2: You heard it here, people. He gave you his phone number to call him, so if you want to get a loan, you better be getting on the phone.
1: (laughs) Although I think that's a big mistake, but go ahead. (laughs) We'll we'll find out. And by the way, bankers' hours are not 9 to 5, they're 10 to 4, but okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you didn't get that number and write it down fast enough, you have the opportunity to download the Ask Brian show as a podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, and we have packed full information not only from this episode but all of our previous episodes so head on over to apple spotify and anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast and subscribe follow the ask brian b-r-i-e-n podcast and also feel free to leave us one of those five-star reviews we love those so much
1: well that's incredible you have any more questions
2: I would just say, if you had one thing to advise someone who is trying to scale a business, should they try to bootstrap or should they just try to come straight to you and get started out with a good foundation? I would say,
3: come to me. If I can help in any way possible, I'll certainly, you know, see what programs we have internally or I'm part of a large professional networking group and I have access to all kinds of folks.
2: That's so great. I love that you're so resourceful and so helpful to businesses who are trying to grow. Thank
1: Thank you very much, guys. Over and out. You're listening to KTHS 1220 and 98.1 FM, The Ask Brian Show. Available on podcast as well. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Brian radio show. You can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook Live or anytime wherever you listen to your podcasts.